Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Plenty mm. of cricket chat on the show today, and we continue that cricket chat now, uh, welcoming into the show from the Northern District's Brave, the skipper, Imea Richardson. G'day, how are you? Hi, I'm Ray. Thanks, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, thank you. Now, I know you've got a game against the Vaults tonight, um, or the, the Otago women's team tonight, the Sparks, I should say, uh, tonight. Uh, yeah. But I, if, if, if the weather in Hamilton is anything like the weather in Auckland, I don't know how much play you're going to get. Oh, no, I reckon Seddon Park is a great ground, drains really well, and it's actually not been too bad today, and the forecast has changed quite a bit, so I reckon we're on for two, day, two, for two games today, which will be really exciting. Well, I guess um, the positive thing is that you guys are playing after the men today. Um, is that an exciting uh, experience for you guys, playing under lights rather than being that first curtain raiser? Um, yeah, I think the men's and women's teams have traditionally swapped the, the time of play anyway. So we're certainly used to playing under lights, but it's always a great opportunity, especially ahead of a T20 World Cup and um, for the white friends and the opportunity to play under lights and get that match time um, at the same, I suppose, the same environment to what they'll be playing when they go to the World Cup. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you've obviously uh, played for, for Ireland as well. Um, are you, are you um, continuing to, to play for Ireland? Are you going to be part of the, the T20 World Cup uh, with the Irish if, uh, if you get selected? Yes, absolutely. Um, myself and Arlene Kelly are up for selection for the World Cup as well. So, um, yeah, it will be an exciting opportunity. It's heading, oh, the team will be heading over to South Africa. Um, and, yeah, it will be a... I suppose, an exciting event um, for the global game and one which we're both hoping to be part of. Yeah, just touching on Arlene Kelly, she's uh, obviously defected from New Zealand uh, just over the summer. Um, how has she fitted into the Irish camp? I mean, she's, um, I saw she made her international debut over our winter, your summer. Uh, has she been a good fit for you guys? Yeah, um, Ireland's been absolutely brilliant. Just a great person to have around the group, like heaps and heaps of fun and obviously brings this fantastic skill set, which was much needed within the Irish team in terms of that death bowling. Um, she's, uh, I think she's got the record now for the most wickets in a season, which is fantastic for her. And I think she's also been named in the Wisden T20 side of the year. Um, so look, an, an absolutely outstanding debut year for Marlene. Um, and just good honour. It takes bravery and courage to, I suppose, leave your family, leave what you know, leave your environment, to mm. move country, move around the other side of the world. And to, I suppose chase your dreams and that's what a lot of us um, have to do as female cricketers and I just think like absolutely good honour, she's she's chased it she's got it and she's living the dream How much did you have to do with that defection? 
Um, <laughs> look, Arlene has spoken to me a couple of times um, in the last 10 years. So I've been in New Zealand now since 2010, absolutely loving it. Um, and she's spoken to me a couple of times. So her parents are Irish, so she has an Irish passport. Um, and yeah, I was like, she wanted to play internationally. And I was like, why not? Why not travel the world? Why not try to be the best player that you can be and test yourself against the best? Um, and she certainly seems to be enjoying it and uh, reveling in the opportunity as well. So absolutely good honour. Nice work, Agent Richardson. Yeah, I was about to say, what, what cut have you taken uh, as, as the agency fee? Um, just a bit of joy to see some success in the team, to see the team um, themselves actually performing, you know, obviously qualifying for a World Cup um, is a pretty special moment. Um, it's a different journey that the Irish team have to go through to the New Zealand team. Um, the Irish team have also just turned professional um, in the last year, which is really exciting um, for the group. And I suppose just really, it's a great opportunity in the game. Um, and I mean that as the whole game to bring both the male and the female game alongside and elevate it to be a whole of global game. Um, and I think that there's some great progress being made by New Zealand cricket overall, uh, I suppose, to support that and back that. And we see that no more so than in the Super Smash. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. This is the first year, like obviously the pay increase this year has been quite significant in the women's game um, and obviously went professional a couple of years back. Have you seen, since being here since 22, uh, 20, 2010, have you seen a marked difference in terms of the quality of cricket um, from, the, from the girls uh, over the last couple of years? Yes, I think you see it more so in the white ferns um, element where they are now actually full-time professionals. And quite a lot of that starting journey was off the players' own back and finding their opportunities overseas, which then allowed them to, I suppose, make a 12-month career out of it, but then also making a career out of it that was sustainable to getting ahead in life. Um, That makes sense. So, like, actually having a career with a salary that would allow them to buy a house and go through those things that you go through in your 20s, 30s, etc. Um, so I think that definitely seen a marketed improvement um, across the women's game specifically within the last 10 years. And it will be exciting to, I, I hope to see that pace generate at the domestic level as well. Because what we're actually seeing is that, yes, it's the same pay on the same day for what you see on the TV, but it's the hours in behind that. It's the training capability that the women's game is still lacking because we are all full-time career um, or full-time students and I suppose you can absolutely see the difference in the white ferns when you make them full-time professionals. I suppose it was the same for the men 20 years ago when they got domestic professionalism and even though that's only like seven eight months of the year you can still uh, dedicate your whole craft your whole thought to your to your process to your game and it will be really exciting to hopefully see that coming through in the next couple of years for the women's side and for NZC to really elevate and amplify the domestic game here for both men and women. I mean, the level at the Super Smash, uh, it feels like this competition, uh, with the investment it's been getting, has been getting going strength to strength. Um, the difference, I guess, between the men's and the women's competitions is that in the men's we don't tend to have any imports, but we do have a few in the women's game. How have you found that, you know, you, you mentioned you've been here for a few years now. How, how have you found the way that competition has progressed and the level of the competition now? I think the level of the competition is definitely elevated. I think that comes with the exposure and that comes with the exposure of more people seeing cricket. Um, and therefore you get, you see the style of play, you see the modernization of the game 
um, you see the versatility of how batters are now actually attacking the ball. Um, and that comes with now there really is a place for everyone. There's a place for the big hitters, but there's also a significant place, significant place for the crafters and the ones who like find the gaps and run hard in the middle, etc. So I think that the game really has evolved to be a game for all by all. And I think that that in turn has enabled the internationals to come through with their experience. And I suppose that that's been one of the big things is that the international recruits and the, over the years that I've seen have been leaders who have come into the system and look, can you do any wrong from, you know, having those people to play against, to play with, to learn from in your environment, all, all that, that experience, knowledge, talent and skill set brings, I just think is hugely beneficial both on the field, but also significantly off the field. And I know for the Northern Braves, that was a significant consideration. We wanted to bring in great people who would show great examples as we try and build more white friends out of our system. And I think the people that we've been able to recruit um, into the team this year have certainly done that both on the field and off the field with performances, but also influence and encouragement and leadership within the group as well. That sounds great. That's what you want, isn't it? Build, build that leadership and that experience and, yeah, like you say, uplift, uplift these young girls um, hopefully into a professional career in the, in the very short term. Um, I guess not a great thing for, for you guys tonight, but a great thing for New Zealand cricket is that Susie Bates is in some phenomenal form and you guys take her on tonight. I mean, how do you shut Susie Bates down? Um, I think it's about looking at where she's scoring her runs, really. Um, and we certainly know that in the last in the last game, predominant amount of it was certainly her attacking shots, her boundary shots was through the leg side. So really looking at how we can shut down half a ground, how we can find a length that she can't get under to be as destructive as she was in the last time we played them. And um, look, Susie is an amazing athlete. She's an outstanding batter, um, and she seems to just be getting better and better and better. Um, and it's a testament to what she's put into her game and the dedication that she's put in there, especially since her shoulder surgery. And, you know, while we're super excited that she's hitting some great form at the right time ahead of the World Cup, we're also really determined tonight to be able to actually better control the areas that she's able to hit around the ground um, and hopefully get her uh, get her nice and early. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the plan. I mean, uh, uh, you're captaining uh, the Brave this year. Um, how have you found that experience and you know, we've been talking on the show over the week about uh, the the different pressures of being a captain, and you know how we see some players who take on the captaincy, and all of a sudden, you know, particularly if they're batsmen, their average drops. Um, how have you found that, and how has it affected your game, if at all? Um, yeah, so I'm standing in for Brooke Halliday, uh, who broke her thumb just in the HPJ round before we started Super Smash. So I think I've probably got another couple of games. Um, and then Brooke will come back in, which is really exciting for the group and the team overall. Um, but certainly I've found it's been a really great experience. It's been really great to be able to work with the bowlers, work with the coaches. Um, it's certainly something that I've not done before to the depth that I'm doing it now. Uh, I suppose how has it affected my game? Uh, I would say I'm probably aligned with what you said there at the end, where the average has dropped a bit. But it's certainly, I think, that that's more to do with the fact that we've lost a number of players within our units, um, et cetera. And therefore, I'm now batting at the top of the order, which is different to where I normally bat at the end of the innings. But I think that overall, look, the captaincy has been, um, I've really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I really enjoy the tactical side of the game, the strategic side of the game. Mm. And the opportunity, like it's like bowling, right? And that's why I love bowling so much is because it's, you're in a constant battle as a bowler with the batter. 
um, and you're constantly trying to get ahead and stay ahead. And that's what I find captaincy is. You're trying to get ahead of the partnership at the crease. You're trying to get ahead of the position of the game. Um, and I suppose you're in the you're in the driver's seat to be able to do that and to be able to support your team through the hard moments, but also through the good moments as well. So look, it's an opportunity that I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed and really grateful for, but also really excited to have Brooke and um, Brooke back in the side as well. Just touching on the bowling side of things, um, how the girls have been going? And I see a lot of the numbers I'm, I'm looking at. It, the girls have been going pretty well so far. Yeah, we were really excited. Um, obviously, we came up against a tough opposition in the Wellington Blaze um, earlier on in the week, and we were really excited to be able to hold them to 140. Our death bowling is certainly something that we've looked at, and we've got Marina Lamplow, who came in on debut, um, who's got some great flower balls out the back of the hand, and we really looked to her to, I suppose, control that last four or five over block at the end of an innings. We've got Shreya Nadu, who's able to swing the ball up front, um, which has been, you know, she seems to be going from strength to strength over the last couple of years. And the prodigious in-swing that she gets is a huge weapon for us. Um, so we've really, I suppose, diversified our attack through start, middle and end. And look, we're just, we, we're continually trying to hold teams. We feel that with the batting line, if we have, we can chase down 140. Um, and I suppose, yeah, we also feel that we've got the batting lineup to be able to take wickets ahead of the 15th over to then be able to control that back innings as well. Yeah, it looks, uh, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong here, but it looks on paper uh, anyway that the bowling unit's working really well, but you're not probably getting the runs to back the bowling unit up at the moment. I, I see a lot of starts, but no one carrying on to really big scores for you. Has that been a work on? Yes, um, and look, we've been really unfortunate this year with some significant injuries that have impacted our side. Obviously, we lost um, Brooke Halliday for six weeks, and we're now awaiting Caitlin Gurry, who's been our most prolific run scorer in the last number of seasons. So she got an injury in the Otago game, and so we've lost her at the top of the order. So we've had a bit of an order reshuffle, um, but we have actually been quite reliant on Bernadine Bazud now, and also Sam Barrable at the top of our innings to really, I suppose, anchor it down. Um, and it was great to see Sam coming through with some runs against CD as well to get us up to a competitive total. Obviously, the addition of Amanda Jade Wellington in that um, in our squad has been great as well as an all-rounder. But it definitely, you're, you're absolutely like nail on the head there. Our batting hasn't answered the need of our bowling, really. Um, and it's something that we're going to look to addressed tonight in the game and I suppose it's a good opportunity after the reflections of the last game where we you know as um, our coaches have said you know we don't want to leave the crease not having fired a shot and not having like really actually gone out and been fearless and that's the brand of cricket that we want to play as a team and look we're building towards it and you know it's hard you take some hard knocks and you lose some players along the way in a long campaign but we've still got to be able to be brave enough and you know to go out and to play our shots and to back our skill sets and that's what we're hoping to do tonight. Amir, thank you very much for giving us some time and getting up uh, uh, bright and early for us. Uh, good luck tonight uh, against the Sparks. So fingers crossed everything stays dry and we get a game of cricket. Yeah, no, excited. Um, and if you're around, pop down. We'll love to see it. Yeah, it'd be great to see you. Uh, go well and good luck for the win. Uh, hopefully you can get a W on the board for the Brave, eh? Great. Thanks so much. Jess, I'm Air Richardson there with us, uh, the captain, uh, standing captain, as she said at the moment, uh, for the ND Brave. That game getting underway at 10 to 7 tonight uh, in the Women's Super Smash at Seddon Park. It is 20 past 8 here on SENZ. When we come back, we're going to take a little bit of a trip around the courts in the NBA.